Hi, I'm Kerry Grinkmeyer. If you've been to my channel before, you know that I am a retired financial advisor, but more importantly, you know that I believe our economy and the stock market thus is driven by events. And that is to say that things happen and the market reacts to it. The most uh, notable, I think, for a long time was that of World War II, that, uh, that Germany had pretty much destroyed uh, Europe and the United States came to be the superpower and, and the manufacturer and the, the breadbasket for basically the world. And as a result, we also built the largest navy uh, to protect the seas so we could move goods from the United States to Europe to, to basically help them get out of the depression they were in as a result of World War II. You also need to recognize I've lived through a lot. I was born on September the 5th, 1944. In fact, I showed you this picture um, just yesterday's video as I was explaining to 22-year-olds that you have a tremendous investment opportunity uh, because the world is changing, and the world is changing because of current events. The current event number one is the corona crisis. It, it basically said our, our health care system is broken, we need to fix it, and we need to move away from health care to health cure. And in yesterday's video, I suggested that you buy four stocks in a Roth IRA if you're 22 years old or close to it because they're going to make you a trillionaire. Um, because of change. Now, the other change that we're dealing with right now, the event, is that of the, the Russia-Ukraine war. Again, I've been alive since uh, September the 5th, 1944. I remember the Vietnam War. It was a big part of my life. I remember the Cuban Missile Crisis when Russia beat on the table Nikita Khrushchev's and said, we will bury you. And he shipped missiles to, to Cuba. And we, we meaning me, were, were potentially going to be drafted to, to go to defend our country. Well, we're right back there again with what's going on in, in Russia and, and Ukraine. And and the, the real issue was, and it was brought to my attention, just slammed in the face uh, Sunday when I saw a interview with the uh, CEO of CrowdStrike. Now, I own CrowdStrike. I'm down on CrowdStrike. But I think what he told me in that video was just, it, it, it was mind-blowing that where we are and, and what is going to happen. So with that in mind, I want to speak to you, and particularly if you're below 35 years of age, if you will recognize that the stock market and the economy is driven by events, and your investment habit does not need to be keyed on what's going to happen in 2022, because you're investing for your future. You're in the part of your life where you're working for your income to pay for the roof over your head and the food on your table, but you also should be putting money away for your future. And if you're 22 years old and you just graduated from college and your future 
is 2056. So don't worry about what the world looks like today because it's totally irrelevant to your investment future. Your investment future is on the day you turn 65 or whatever your retirement age is going to be, what's the world look like? And so what you need to focus on is what is changing. Healthcare is changing. In yesterday's video, I gave you four stocks in, in the genome sequencing and the genome editing and genome uh, therapy areas that must be in your, in your Roth IRA. And I explained to you why you want a Roth IRA and not a traditional IRA. I explained it to you. So now you want to look at what else is happening. We are in potential World War III. This is an event. So you need to set, figure out who's going to facilitate the change that's going to occur as this event. And that's what this video is about today. It's about what are the net effects of what Vladimir Putin is doing today, but what is it going to change that's going to be important to you in 2056, okay? That's what this video is about. That's what I'm going to try to do is to, to share with particularly people under 35 years old how you can totally affect your life, how you, don't, you do not want to focus on becoming a millionaire. No, you want to focus on becoming a billionaire, you could have become a billionaire if you would have recognized the digital revolution in 1982. Well, you're right there again. But you weren't here in 1982. I was. I missed it. I'm not going to let you miss this next one. Stick with me. Best of Us Investors presents Kerry Griegmeier. Okay, first of all, I want to take you through the process I go through. The first thing I do when I say, okay, uh, I'm interested in crowdsource and relative to what I just saw. So the first thing I do is I go to uh, Seeking Alpha and Stock Cards. These are two of the tools that I keep in my toolbox because what I want to do is I want to look at it and say, how big a company is it? What is its past history? Um, what What is its short interest? What What kind of revenue is it producing? How long has it been around? And then, and after I look at those, then I look at um, at, at trading views to get a picture of the, the mechanics of the stock over the last time. So let me take you to uh, Seeking Alpha and what I do, and then I'll take you to Trading Views, and then I want to come back and share something more with you. Okay, one of the first things I want to do is go to my Seeking Alpha and get an update uh, in addition to what I saw about their CEO and their, their position and basically see what they think of them. Um, this is another opinion. And I think that's, that's what buying stocks is all about, is to do your own research and then also access other people's research. As you can see here, it tells me that it's uh, got a market cap of uh, $54 billion. It's 
got a short interest of 5.6%. That doesn't particularly um, worry me. Year to date, it's up 15.4 cents uh, or 15.4%. And um, uh, over the last year, it's up 7.3. Interestingly enough, we have an article here today that basically talks about it being a hold. And as if I look at it, it's saying that they're projecting some growth at about about 18 percent, and uh, it it's basically something that he feels at its current price is a bit overvalued, and uh, you need to wait for it to come down. I tend to agree with that. Uh, actually, I own own it at a higher price, which I'll show you just shortly. Then I want to go back to another article that is actually a buy, and it is basically saying that um, they're seeing some potential growth, and um, they're, they're pretty high on it. Um, it's saying that they're going to, uh, their revenue is going to grow to at least $5 billion, um, by 2025. So this I see uh, crowd are um, seeking alpha, as an excellent place for me to go to get someone else's opinion. And I'd strongly recommend you put this in your toolbox as well. Then the next thing I want to go to is tradingviews.com. And here I show you the, the chart that goes back to um, June of 19. And, and the stock basically took a dip as everything did with the coronavirus. And then I did a Fibonacci that showed uh, t that traced it from its low and in, the, in the, um, the coronavirus to its its high, and the Fibonacci retracement says that it would come back to uh, 164, which in fact it did. I then did another Fibonacci from its low here in uh, January of 22 to its then recent high until it had another pullback in um, April 18th, and this Fibonacci says it will come back to 195. So that's going to be my re-entry point. I also, I currently hold some shares, and I bought them up here as they were going up and then didn't get out. Um, so I have a cost basis of uh, 267. My point is that this is a stock that is uh, current, and it's responding to an event, and that event is uh, the Russian-Ukraine war and the fact that um, we have to beef up our cybersecurity. I saw an interview with the CEO, and I want to share that with you as well. Okay, that's the tools I use. Now, the other thing I believe very, very strongly in is I don't always buy the company. I buy the management. I want to understand who's running this company and what's his objectives or her objectives and how are they facilitating the, their adaptation to the change that we are involved in. And again, I want to focus on the fact that we are in the point of moving away from flying airplanes when Nikita Khrushchev beat the desk and I was 10 years old, what I worried about 
was the airplane flying over Champaign, Illinois, that was going to drop an atomic bomb on me. And that's why I was, and when I go to, went to school, they told me to duck and cover and get under the desk because Nikita Khrushchev is going to blow the living crap out of you. That was how I grew up. Well, that's how we're growing up. That's how our our society is is dealing right now. Is is uh, is Vladimir going to send a missile over? No. What? No. What he's going to do is shut down our electric grid, shut down our pipelines. We've had it done before. So I want you to watch this. He thinks that a victory that he can pull out is still achievable and that as he can make a deal with the Europeans at least and possibly the Americans to take the sanctions off. I think he's mistaken on that, but I think at least until he tries that, he's unlikely to launch a cyber attack. This is Dmitry Alperovich. He is the co-founder of CrowdStrike. Listen to what he has to say. Well, I think the re reality is that those sanctions will not come off, that the economic pressure on Russia will continue. And they're going to start retaliating for that in cyberspace once it hits them, mm. that this is permanent, that this is not going away. And they're going to try to look for ways to press us economically in retaliation. And cyber is a perfect way for them to do so. So what are America's, the United States, weak points? The reality is that we have way too many targets. If you look particularly in our energy sector, you have uh, regional utilities, you have minor energy processing companies, storage companies, pipeline companies, or actors that they have are top-notch, and they've demonstrated that time and time again. We have to let them know that you will not touch our critical infrastructure without a response. And the way to do that, I think, is through a cyber operation that can demonstrate our capabilities without lasting damage. Russia off the internet for a few hours. It won't cause any lasting impact, but it will demonstrate the power of the United States Cyber Command, what we can do to his economy by disconnecting him effectively from the internet, and we'll let him know that if he keeps going, if he keeps attacking us, we can make that permanent. Okay, I hope that gives you a feel. More importantly, the relevance of the event, the relevance of what is happening between uh, the, the world and Russia, and the recognition that this blowing up of cities is not the, ne the, the next step. The next step is to shut down our electric grid, our internet, our pipelines, to bring us to submission. And I want you to, what he said there is Vladimir is testing us right now. Well, what we've got to do, and that's this is a little, we, you heard him say we need to shut his internet down for an hour to let him know what we're capable of doing. What I'm concerned about is what's he going to do in retaliation. I mean, we, we all worry about the red button that he's going to launch nuclear missiles. That's not it anymore. It's that green button over there that he can, he can notify his hackers and say, shut them down. That's the test we're going to face next week, next month, next year, before, before 2056. Oh, and who are the other stocks in that space? And that's what we'll go and look at in uh, stock cards. That's why you need that in your toolbox. That's what I'm going to be do doing after I say goodbye to you. But
This is what Best of Us Investors is all about. If you want to get more involved in it, go to the the um, website, then give me your name and your email address, and I'll invite you to the Discord, and you can learn more about us there. Talk to you again tomorrow.